I love the drunks. I love the druggies. I love the LGBTIs. I love the hookers, the dancers, the chancers, the romancers. I'm neither policeman, politician, priest or a judge. Just the guy in the yellow car with the funny light on top. Job description? Get people to where they want to go safely. And I'll add to that with all the charm and grace that I can muster. The business of the night embraces many. Some are in pursuit of love or sex. Some have imagined fortunes. Some just looking to get by. Some wanting to forget. And some trying real hard to remember anything at all. Integral in this heady clash of dreams and reality is the taxi driver, wending their way through city and suburban streets with passengers who personify the whole gamut of modern urban life. The taxi driver is in a unique social position. We see, hear and share the complexity, banality and sometimes secrets of locals and visitors to this great city of Melbourne, Australia. In the nano-relationship that transpires between driver and passengers, much is revealed. Here are some of those revelations. Funny, sad, poignant, life-affirming and sometimes completely nuts. It's your city at night and these are just some of its stories. So I get this computer job one Sunday night. Elwood to Essendon. Nice little fare. I pull up at the house. Young bloke, I guess around his 30s, he comes out, jumps into the taxi and off we go. I ask him whereabouts in Essendon does he want to go and he tells me Essendon Airport. Now for those of you that don't know Melbourne, Melbourne has a few airports with the major airport for interstate and internationals, Tullamarine, not far away from the Essendon Airport which is more regional, higher planes, small jets, propeller planes, helicopters, stuff like that. We haven't been driving very far when I hear him sobbing in the back. I ask him, is everything all right? And at first he's sort of a little bit non-communicative and sort of keep to himself and sort of sobbing a little bit and he says, no, things aren't all right. And I go, well, what's up, mate? And he says... He's a gay man, his lover of some time has left him for a younger man and a week ago his mother has passed away. I offer my commiserations and they're genuine and they're heartfelt commiserations. I feel for this bloke. So we're driving along in a bit of silence. I sort of felt it necessary to sort of give him a bit of space and after... A little while, I ask him, just for the sake of conversation, do you work out at Essendon Airport? And it being Sunday night, I figured that would be the case because there's really not much reason to go out there. And he tells me, no, he doesn't work out there. So I say, well, what are you going out there for? There's some silence. And he says, I'm going to kill myself. I go, what? And he says, yep, I'm going to walk in front of a propeller and kill myself. Now you can imagine my heart is just almost leapt out of its chest. I just said, oh man, you can't do that. And he says, yes, I can. And I said, oh no, you can't. And he says, well, why not? 
And I said to him, well, for starters, you've just told me what you're going to do. And if you go and do that, that makes me complicit in your suicide. And I have to stop you. I have to try and stop you. What I'm going to have to do is drop you at the airport and try and find security and tell them of your intentions. And if I don't do that, if I just drive away and let you complete your mission, I will eventually be discovered. The police will find out how you got out to the airport. They'll want to talk to me. And I may be many things, but a liar is not one of them. And also, what about the impact on the pilot? What's that going to do to their life? A little bit more silence, and he appears nonplussed by this. So we drive along a little bit further. The airport is now not very far away. My mind is scrambling. I really don't know what to do. In fact, I absolutely don't know what to do. But somewhere in the deep, dark recesses of my mind, I come up with, hey, mate, when I was in my 20s, I had a rock band and I used to write these big-ass poems and we used to put them to music. We never really went anywhere. But I'm still proud of some of those things that I write. Would you mind if I recited you a poem that I wrote in my early 20s? He looks at me and says, sure. So I recite my poem to him. And I put a bit of feeling into it as well. At the end of the poem, again, some silence. And I've got to tell you, we can see the airport. It is now just moments away. And then he says to me, mate, you care, don't you? And I said to him, of course I fucking care. And he says, okay, turn around, take me home. I have to be honest here. The taxi driver in me thought, yes, a return fare, but just for a moment. On our way back to his house, we talked about a few things. I told him I understood how hurt he was, how much pain he was in, and that he wanted to inflict some pain on his ex-lover and the ex-lover's new lover, and he wanted to hurt them like he was hurt. I get that. I told him I understood that, but this is not the way to go about it. He really should seek some help. There's plenty of help out there. You just have to want to do that. We talked about a few other things, and eventually I dropped him off at his house. I gave him my number, told him, mate, any time that you need a friendly ear, just please call me. Now, one of the things about being a cabbie is sometimes you don't get a lot of closure. That can be good, that can be bad, or frustrating. In this instance, I've got this bloke's confidence, I've given him my reassurances, and I really can't give him up because he hasn't done anything, and it's up to him. He told me he would seek help. Anyway, over the next couple of weeks, I kept an eye on the media to see if anything like this occurred.
Now, I've asked myself quite a few times, what made me, uh, an older man, recite a poem that he had written in his 20s to a 30-year-old bloke who was going to commit suicide? And the answer is, I haven't a clue. But it worked. I'm enormously thankful that it was me that collected this guy that evening. Call it fate, call it whatever you like. I sincerely hope this guy is still walking around today and that life has a rosier outlook for him. In concluding this story, I would like to implore anybody that is having difficulties such as this to seek help. There are many fine people out there that are more than willing to walk, talk you through whatever difficulties you may have. Things might seem insurmountable now, but time cures everything. You can get over these things. You do get over these things. Please seek help. In case you're interested, here's the poem. It's called The Price. Lands of time and wisdom will radiate your lust. Well past saturation, learn from this we must. Streets decayed and ancient, with echoes lost in dawn, a ferocious social temperament, into this you're born. Singular obsessions cloak mistress truth's gold shoulder, man's lament, government, rank file, stamp, cold folder. It's the price, the price, you and I must pay. It's the price, the price, happening today. Thunderous candescence, rapturous rapport, the evening hides, madcap rides, there's a stranger at my door. A youth so spaced, so angry, liquid fire inside, running free, eyes can see the times he's crept, he's cried. It's the price, the price, you and I must pay. It's the price, the price, happening today. Short, sharp, single, freedom thrust, says he's doing fine. Project together, soft flight feather, all the way down the line. Freedom's a collection, hypocrisy it reeks. Fight for position, some new acquisition, dismissing the hunger that shrieks. It's the price, the price, you and I must pay. It's the price, the price, and it's happening today.